Welcome to Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. I'm Orla, your resident tree-hugging, lemon-sucking, garlic-crushing hippie. Talking all things female health and wellness. I hope you enjoy. Hey, and welcome to episode 71 of Orla's Happy Hormones Podcast. And this week's episode is very different to all my previous ones because this week I have my very first guest on the show and I'm so excited. It's something I've wanted to do for a really long time now is get people on the show, just talking everything, health, hormones, periods, life, the works. And I'm so honoured that my very first guest is none other than the amazing Laura Fox. Laura is, in my opinion, the realist, the most authentic most unapologetically herself to put in her words badass bitch as you will hear at the end of the episode and I love it I love how authentic she is I feel by her being so real she gives other women permission to just be themselves and to just accept themselves myself and Laura have worked together in the past with health and hormones and using herbs and nutrition and she wanted to come on and talk a bit about her experience with balancing hormones naturally and what her journey was like with that but we've touched on a few different topics because it kind of became a bit of a chin wag between two old friends which to be honest I loved and we went down a few different areas talking about hormones balancing the hormones we also touched on eating disorders and then anxieties and going through lockdown, how that affected her and me and the prospects of going into another lockdown and just different ways that people can cope with it. But it was an episode that I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed recording. So without further ado, here's this week's episode Hey everybody, so this is my very first interview uh, on the podcast and I'm delighted to have the amazing Laura Fox with me. Laura is a really, really, really good friend of mine from, oh, the last few years, I don't know how many years now at this stage, and I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. Um, Now, Laura has also been a client of mine and I don't discuss client details in public, everything is client confidentiality all that jazz but Laura is really happy to actually talk about her experience with herbs and hormones and PMS and the big bad bloat that we all get and I'm I'm just like going to interrupt you there because I'm so bloody excited I was saying to you before we actually went to do this because you were like what are you comfortable ever talking about and what do you want to leave out and I was like get it all in I (laughs) on the daily I'm always replying to people on Instagram who have this big belly bloat and they're like, oh, it's that time of the month again. It's just the time for heart bloat season. I'm like, you don't have to live with this. You actually do not have to live with this. It's a big fat myth. And I only found out this year that you literally don't have to live with this. So I'm quite happy to talk about everything and anything under the sun today because if it helps one other person, like that will be my life mate. Yeah, oh, I'm absolutely delighted that you're so willing and open to actually talk about these things. But that's what I love about you, Laura, is that you are... And this is why I was like 
first person that I'm interviewing, I want it to be Laura Fox because you're so open, you're so honest and you're just so down to earth that and you're so relatable. And it makes, I think, for me anyway, your attitude towards life, towards your health, towards everything just puts people at ease. And I think by you being able to actually talk openly about certain things, it makes or it helps other women to know that, oh, wait, this is actually a normal thing. This is or a common thing, as I always say, because people suffer in silence with so many different things. Um, so if you don't mind actually talking a bit about your history when it comes to the likes of your health, when it comes to the bloat, your PMS and your IBS and everything like that, and like even your relationship towards food and everything, like if you can do. Well, I suppose, I mean, going back to exactly what you said there about how, you know, I'm open and honest and I talk about that. I wasn't always like that. And mm. it, it took me a long time to settle into myself. And I suppose grow balls of steel or a vagina of steel, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> where I very much was comfortable. And I realized that there were so many myths out there that we were just believing because we were led to believe this is the way that a woman's body works. And it, it's not till you do the research yourself and I suppose find out that oh wait this isn't actually the case and I mean it's bullshit that we need to do the research ourselves and it's bullshit that women are brought up to think okay so basically it's not one week of the month that's a pain in the hole for you it's actually going to be three because you've got the week before where you were just so weepy and you're exhausted all the time and you hate everything you've got this really bad bloat and then you've got a week of your period I know it's not a full week but you know it's it, you count it as a yeah. week almost week. yes and, and then the week after you're recovering from the last two weeks and then you have one week off and then you're back into the fucking cycle all over again so I suppose it was kind of like I was sick of dealing with that I was sick of being so I'm an emotional person anyway and I am I cry at everything and I'm okay <laughs> with that I used to really used to try and hold it in and then it wasn't until I was kind of like no why am I holding it in I spend more time repressing my emotions than just feeling them and letting them out of the way and again that's something you really exactly. helped me with it was just feel the emotions the ride the wave and get out the far side of it and now I do it at everything and like it's a running joke in the house that we have like there's three of us who sit down and watch tv together so there's me Brian and Koss and I am like the far side of emotions so like anything that has a hint of emotion in it I'm crying because it's kind of that in-between stage where, you know, if if it is very emotional, like you'll get a tear out of him. Brian <laughs> is like a fully convinced. He thinks he has a heartstring, like not a load of them. <laughs> He's just like, oh, that tugged on my heartstring, singular. And we're kind of going, oh, my God. But in saying that, I have gotten so much better at just, you know, crying when I want to cry and not, I'm not when I want to not cry. But where I'm going with this is that whole week before my period used to be so weepy and like mm. I would everything would set me off and it wasn't just the weepiness it was the anger as well that was inside of me and I was fed up and I was exhausted from all of these emotions that were going on and I came to you initially years and years and years ago because I was on the implant and this was something that again it was another just chemical that I threw into my body because I, I wanted it for contraception uh, because yeah. I needed it and I couldn't go on the pill because I'm the most unreliable person on the planet and I would never I love your honesty <laughs> no but I would never remember to take it on time and I just know that for a fact and I went into this implant anyway I was coming towards the end of my implant and my cycles were all over the place I had lost my period for two years and then I had had it straight for nearly four months and then it went again and then it came back and then I had loads of spotting and then 
it just wasn't even enjoyable anymore I couldn't even just be like yeah I have no period it was like oh shit am I going to have a period or will I and at the time as well I mean we were both training together we were training very hard we were on ridiculously strict diets um (laughs) stuff again that I will get back into but everything was just a bit all over the place and I was a nightmare to be around all the time I came to you order because I was just in a really bad place and we I got the implant out and we needed to sort out my period and we did that and I I couldn't get over it that I now had a cycle where I knew when my period was coming and when it wasn't coming and like to me I was like oh my god what the hell it's coming this is unbelievable but then I did what every 20 something girl is and I fixed it in my head and I was a grant and I ignored everything else that was going on around me so I'm like okay to say it now but I had an eating disorder and but at the time I didn't think I had an eating disorder I fully thought that just eating protein was okay and like I didn't have any fats or I didn't have any carbs because they were all the devil but then I would wonder why I couldn't go to the toilet for five days. So I had to come back to you again and be like, Orla, I'm constipated. And you were like, okay, well, have you got fiber? And I'd be like, well, I'm eating bran flakes. And you're going, no, like, where's the rest of the fiber in your body? Where's your like, veggies? Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, they're too fattening. So I, I couldn't eat that. Um, but in my head, I was doing competitions and I was doing all these things where my weight had to be at a certain level. So that was more important to me at the time. But I then my periods went again and I lost them completely. I got really skinny and then I was binge eating and then I was vomiting and I was doing the whole rigmarole cycle. And you again were very much like, okay, well, we need to get your food in order. We need to get you sorted. We need to get you back on herbs. And that helped me to an extent, but nothing could help me until I was willing to help myself. Exactly. And what was it that actually brought you to that stage? How did you get to that phase of something clicking and being like okay something's not right here I do need to fix this I'm ready to change or I'm ready to acknowledge the fact that I actually have an eating disorder because it's something that's very hard to to speak out loud even just to yourself not just to the people around you so how how was it that you got to that point of acknowledging the fact so it is only actually in the last six months that I have acknowledged that I had an eating disorder but where my breaking point came was it's coming up oh it's about two and a half years ago at this point I had been so insanely sick of not being able to go to the toilet and I mean at this point I've been constipated for about three years (laughs) like I mean that's not normal and I was in a vicious cycle of taking laxatives and they were the only means and way that I was able to go to the toilet And I was petrified to eat anything because I didn't know what my triggers were. But then at the same time, my food was restricted so much that I just, like, obviously I couldn't go to the toilet because I wasn't eating enough food to go to the toilet anyway. So I ended up going on to this program and they did up a diet plan for me. And when I say that there was a colossal amount of food, like I full on had a panic attack the first day because I was like, I can't eat this much food. Absolutely no way. Like there's no way that I will be able to lose weight or sustain my weight for that matter if I'm like eating all this. But I put my trust back in and then I kind of said, okay, nothing's been working for me this far. I just need to do it. And it was so difficult. Like it was, but like I was chowing down like chicken wraps and like proper breakfasts and proper dinners and I couldn't get over it. And then it wasn't until I was doing my check-ins at the end of the week that my measurements were down. And I was like, how did that happen? 
Yeah. And it, I suppose it was a slow cycle then of me going, oh, wait, my body is actually able to take this food. And it was switching that mentality that my body needs to be given stuff to burn because I'm doing so much energy wise. Like I'm an active person. I, I do always go to the gym and like I like going for walks and I like moving, but I wasn't fueling my body enough for that. So yeah. I kind of always say I'm like, because it was so malnourished that anything it was getting, it was holding on to. <laughs> it was not chancing that, to let anything go because it wasn't getting enough in, in the first place. So when that kind of cycle started to happen then where I was like, oh, my God, I can eat. And then I was like clockwork going to the toilet. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, this has never happened. I remember I sent you a voice note from the pot one day to be like, Orla, I am going to the toilet. <laughs> and this was and it, just for the listeners to know, in this in this point in my life, I had moved to Dublin. So I moved away from you, Orla. So yeah. it was you you weren't as accessible now as in you know video conference calls where people just weren't a thing they didn't it wasn't a thing back then no no so the fact that I'd moved away I kind of felt like I'd almost moved away from you and I I would text you because you were my friend but as like my herbalist and stuff I was like I need to get down to you I need to get myself into a position with you so yeah so basically I, I had this really stupid eating disorder and I started eating more food and then I realized oh wait hang on this can actually work and then I I got into like the best shape of my life I was training really hard but I was eating high volumes of food all the time I was making sure that I was treating myself to McDonald's you know once maybe twice a week if I felt like it and there was just this switch of oh my god and I have to I have to give Brian credit as well because Brian has sat through me for the past like six years of me being an antichrist and he was always so encouraging and it was yeah. like no fuck you go on you know like we can go for dinner we can go to this and even when I would have a meltdown he would very much be like it's okay like if you don't want to do it and if it's too much pressure we won't do it so like yeah. don't worry about it too much and then when I was starting to eat more he was very much by my side encouraging all this like food coming and not making a big deal about the same point because he knew how easily I could be triggered back into it it was kind of nearly like feeding a child their vegetables it was like well if they're mindlessly doing it and they haven't a clue what's happening we'll stay going with this because the minute you point it out is the minute that it goes it It becomes an issue exactly but it's great that you're actually you're able to have that open communication with Brian because there's a lot of relationships not even just romantic relationships but familial relationships where you, you you're where you're where you are able to actually say to someone look this is a thing can we talk about it can we not talk about it I'm upset over this kind of food or that kind of food or this amount of food can you either bring awareness to me or else don't bring awareness to me knowing when you can actually tell someone what you need so Brian knows that you need for him not to shine a light on any sort of change in your eating habits or patterns so being able to actually have that conversation is huge yeah he just kind of rolls with it (laughs) it's just a whole lot easier for everybody um but yeah so I like I'm getting completely off topic here but that was kind of my rigmarole through it it was I had just viewed eating very low volumes of food not going to the toilet as my life until I just got so exhausted from it so sick and sorted it out a little bit more and it is really like the last two years have just been major for me where now I the main thing is that I got myself into a position that I didn't view any food as bad and that took a while it took a long long time it took a long long time for me to register the calories in calories out that I've been hearing so many years 
but it is as simple as that it is yeah. calories in calories out and just portion control like actually knowing the size of your portions so what I did then was I started to track my food and uh, I just used the my fitness pal or whatever it was and I would I would know worked out my calories and I started to track my food from there and I would know okay do you know what I can actually fit my chicken sandwich meal into this and a McFlurry um, I just need to cut out one other meal or like shave down on my breakfast a little bit more and and I got myself into a really good position of that I got myself into you know getting enough protein but getting enough carbs and getting enough fats because I need that I stopped restricting myself so like now every day I will have my breakfast and I have a big ass breakfast I've, I've had this conversation with you so many times breakfast yeah. is my favorite meal of the day so like Same. I will have my like chicken sausages poached eggs like from speaking with you I have now started to interchange the bread so like I will have bread yeah. one day but I'll have sweet potatoes the next day yeah, and I'll I'll pop in like hash. I, I know sweet potato hash is the <laughs> nicest thing in the world and then like yeah. mushrooms and spinach so I'm getting loads and loads and loads of like veggies into my breakfast which I never thought of doing before yeah. um but then I'll always have like my toffee pop or two toffee pops maybe three and I'll have a little bar of chocolate for myself or something because I just like that little bit of a sweet tooth I like being able to sit down with my cup of tea and have a biscuit and just chill and for me I'm like because I let myself do that I'm not then feeling like I'm being restricted for the day I'm fine yeah. then going straight through to lunch and like then onto my dinner then again because I'm not going okay no I can't eat I can't eat I can't eat I can't eat yeah. I'm satisfied and I think that's something men go through as well but especially yeah. women we really feel like we have to restrict ourselves back now I was speaking about my fitness pal there and about how I track my food I do that very loosely now because again I found myself I've got a really obsessive like personality and I found myself obsessing about it then and if I went over by 50 calories I was like oh what am I gonna do and yeah. and like the scales and all that it just sets off a trigger in your head so you just need to look out for the trigger warning so I will go off my fitness pal then completely and loosely just know what I'm eating because I now have that knowledge of what my calories look like and what my portions look like and what I need to do to be satisfied but then equally when I just feel like I want to get myself back in you know a bit of tighter shape then I'll start to track them a little bit more but I don't panic if I'm over by 100 calories 200 calories a day I'm like in the grand scheme of things it's a long walk it's not the end of the world and it's not worth you not being happy with your food and eating and I know that sounds so simple it's like when if someone had said this to me when I was in a bad mind frame and when I was in the bad space mm-hmm. that oh it's just calories in calories out just you know eat what you want and go with it I'd be like oh fuck off like you're full of shit like you're you're not doing that right like what are you eating I think and, we were both at that stage like, yeah. a few years ago yeah completely and but you do you get to that stage where you're hearing it it sounds too simple to be true but it is actually that simple. And then it is a matter of just letting yourself have the toffee pop or the, the bar of chocolate and just factor it in. There's so many different fad, not, okay. I, I even hate using the term fad diets, but restrictive diets, should I say, yeah. that are out there that it puts this constraint on you. And you're like, no, I have to be eating this and I have to be eating that, or I can't have this, or can't have carbs, can't have fat. And for women, it that bothers me so much because fats and carbs we need them we, we need all of them it's like we need adequate amounts of protein and fat for our home, hormone production and function but we also need our carbohydrates for our energy levels and for for stripping excess stress hormones out of the system like root veggies are key and trying to get people to eat root veggies is like <laughs> it's my mission in life 
please eat sweet potato. But but, that's the one thing about like shoving sweet potato down me. Every time I eat it, I'm like, oh, oh taking all the excess estrogen out of my system. I'm like, it's all going with you. And and that's where the bloat is. And yeah. it, like getting into that like mentality as well. But talking to someone like yourself, Orla, who, so at the very beginning of lockdown, I mean, I did the same as everybody else. And we needed to do that when we were going through it. Oh, yeah. I drank like three days a week into oblivion. And then I was recovering for the rest of them. And then I was like, okay, uh, no, we're not drinking this weekend. And then we would just go on the lash. It was just in the house. Like, and to be fair, I actually wouldn't change it for the world because that's what got us through lockdown at the time. We had really good crack while we were doing it. But I was getting takeaways because they were like, the minute the takeaways were allowed to deliver to your house again, I was like, oh my God, well, I need a takeaway. And I don't need takeaway at the best of time, but I had to get two or three weeks then because I was like, oh, when, when, like, you know, they could disappear again. And it was like stupid things like that. And I was fine with that. But then I was all over the shop. I had such bad bloat. And I just knew I was like, I need to sort this out. It was that hard tummy bloat. And I had got myself checked out um, for for everything. I, I went and I got my smear and I got everything checked. So I knew that there was nothing actually wrong. I just knew that it had to be something to do with me lacking something and my diet. So at the, it must have been the start of lockdown. It was about April or May. Yeah, because we went in in March and I had a good like yeah. month and a half of like shiting around the place, yeah. feeling really yeah. shit. Got onto you and we did our first um, consultation and I cried. I cried so much. And I think I need to say that to people as well. When you're on the phone with Orla, Orla's got this really like hug in a bottle mentality about everything. And it's, it's really nice, especially with all the shit that we're going through right now. It's nice when you're talking to you that it feels like such a safe space. It's a mini therapy session as well. It's not just... <laughs> a herb consultation and I just cried and cried and cried to you just about the woes of the world and everything that was happening like that's so great after it and then I knew that my herbs are coming up and all my supplements that I was on and I've been flying it ever since oh I'm delighted to hear that and like for me when I am talking with people for the likes of yourself for anyone it's that's my main mission is to be a safe space and because it's something I always say to you when we are talking if the tears do come and you apologize and I'm stop stop saying sorry let them flow it's it's a release of energy it's a release of emotion and it's what we all need to do it's like when we stop ourselves from crying or stop ourselves from feeling anger or sadness or disappointment we're, we're just suppressing it back inwards and it's going to end up becoming a volcano the more you you push it down it's just one big massive explosion and that's why when I do have the likes of you on the phone to me and the tears are coming I'm like yes let them come let them come <laughs> oh but and it does it makes me feel so much better that I have that safe space to go to but like when I it was a girl in particular just two weeks ago who had been putting up that she was oh she had done a really great job of uh, losing weight over the last couple of months just stuff that she just needed to get herself sorted and she got into kind of a good routine and a good rhythm and a good headspace but she put up a really fat photo of herself and then the following day she was like oh it's all gone to shit now because I'm on our Juma period so I've got a big mad bloat and I was like screaming at her in voice notes down the phone um, on Instagram being like you don't have to suffer like this it's okay there is an answer and her mind was boggled. She was like, what are you talking about? Like, this, no, it's just part of being a woman. I was like, it absolutely is not. And I don't want to stay harping on about that and circling back to it. But it is something that I think it's just ingrained in us that we think, oh, I need to put up with the bloat. And don't get me wrong. Like, just because I went to you and I, like, sorted out all these herbs and I now have a regular period and I don't get bloating, 
it doesn't mean that I'm not a psycho bitch and I'm not crazy. I'm just less <laughs> of a psycho bitch. I like I still have like mad emotions and I'm okay with that. It's like when the moon's out, like everyone's a bit of a werewolf. Like it's just these energies that are flowing through us. You need to get through them. And we're women, like and yeah. we're not studied enough and we're not talked about enough. But no. the the fact of the matter is we do have higher emotions and it makes us more intelligent because we're more in tune with what the fuck is going on in the world. I'm cursing an awful lot, I need to stop. I'm just yes, having to so totally okay you can curse and shit and fuck all you want here with me it's me the reason why you are is because you're talking to me right now and we're seeing each other i think so yeah and i so don't care you know what my mouth is like as well it's like a sailor's mouth but i would just like to apologize to anyone listening to this if it is getting a bit volatile you're like oh my god wash your mouth out with soap but what i'm trying to get at is that thing of just because I went to you and got sorted and I don't have the hard bloat anymore I'm not in pain but I haven't repressed anything like I'm still feeling my feelings and I think that's really important I think that women have to stop apologizing when we get upset for something or when you know we feel a bit more passionately about something because that's what makes us us and that's what makes us so loving yeah and as well like uh, we I, I'm not sure if it's a cultural thing or if it's societal or generational, but we were conditioned, our generation were conditioned at a very young age that you weren't allowed to feel your emotions. You weren't, you were told to stop crying. You were told to not be upset, not have your terrible two tentr- temper tantrums. You were given out to for that. Not everyone was, but different people were. We, as children, we weren't allowed to feel our emotions. And so we were conditioned to now as adults not feel our emotions so now we're having to unlearn all of that like for me it was as as a child I was never allowed to be angry and now I can't feel anger properly I suppress it all down and then it'll be a volcano whereas now I'm letting myself learn to actually feel let myself get angry as I put up a post last week um uh the my Wednesday's words fuck you and I'm like sometimes it's okay to say fuck you it's okay to feel angry it's okay to feel sadness it's okay to feel grief disappointment everything it's just letting you it's giving yourself the permission to feel whatever emotion is coming up at any any stage of the day because as you know it can be up here one minute and it can be down here another minute and And that's okay to deal with and I I understand as well that like sometimes when they're to the extreme that there is an issue Yes. and you need to look into that but sometimes all you need is just a little bit of a cry and especially yeah. with the shit that we're going through right now you, you just need to get it out of your system and then you're fine then you're totally fine for the rest of the day 100 percent. and I think that's it like right now we are going through something that none of us never ever imagined we'd even hear the words global pandemic and yeah. we've been living through it now for the last what month are we <laughs> it's like eight months or something now and then yeah it's eight months and now unfortunately we are we're looking at the prospect of possibly another lockdown. We don't know. We're in that anticipation phase. And I know that there's been people getting on to me and I'm like, 100% get your anxiety. Um, let yourself feel what you're feeling right now. Um, work through the anxiety. Look at what your fears are. Look at what's triggering, triggering you and what it is. When it comes to anxiety, it is looking at a real fear and a perceived fear and what is it that you can take control over like for me would be I would have OCD when my lack of control goes so with the likes of all this so I was like right I need to keep an eye on my OCD so I let my house get a little messy instead of 
having to scrub it constantly but then I went the other extreme I got lazy because I was like oh I don't actually have to clean today <laughs> this is great but it's it's I think it's knowing your triggers being aware of what your triggers are especially during the likes of the global pandemic right now um for me again the OCD and as well suppressing the emotions whereas this morning I went back to my mom and I was a bit like you said I was a bit weepy I was a bit teary and I was like it's just the uncertainty of things but once I got it out and once I had someone to actually vent to, I was fine. Yeah, and and you totally need. And I get a lot of people too, no more than myself. And um, it's a work thing right now, where yourself, myself, anyone basically in the entertainment hospitality industry, you're kind yeah. of just left on your todd because you don't know if you're going back to work in the morning or you don't know where you stand. Um, and like, I mean, it's great that you can now do video consultations and you can post out herbs. Um, I am lucky enough, I suppose, that I had been into FM for two years before all this hit. So like for anyone who doesn't know, I work in 2FM, but I'm on a freelance contract. So I'm basically on a zero hour contract. And it means that I have work when the work is there, but when the work is not there, I basically yes. now on a normal year this is totally fine because I would have other gigs coming up like mm-hmm. we've got Joe Couture we were supposed to have our massive final in the three arena I was going on tour with them I had loads of voiceover gigs I had loads of like festivals that I was doing bits at we had the podcast um, and it was just kind of trying to figure out where all this went so at the start of the pandemic my contract was actually up with RTE from the full-time job that I was doing with them and they couldn't renew it because they didn't have the job there for me anymore. And I remember going, oh, my God, fuck, fuck, fuck. What am I going to do? And my boss kept saying to me, we will get you back in on another contract. You can't work in RT without a contract. Like, we will get you back in on another contract. It just it will take a couple of weeks and we can't put you on air until that's sorted. So I was six weeks with no work and I had to go under the COVID payment like everybody else because there was nothing I could do about it I couldn't hustle outside of there because there was no work happening anywhere. Yeah. And instead of freaking out about the fact that I had no work don't get me wrong I did that day that um my contract came to an end I cried solidly from start to finish I like my bosses kept ringing me and just to be like you know like we will be okay it'll be fine and I was bawling crying down the phone with them because they were being so nice about everything I was like stop being so nice to me it's supposed to be a ticket <laughs> and, and I'm lucky I'm really lucky that I'm in a really great position with them that I can always be honest with them I've had so many screaming matches in offices with my boss where I'm bawling crying and I'm like this is fucked fuck you fuck this fuck a lot of it and the thing about it is like my friends have sometimes said to me being like what are you doing like you can't talk like that and I was like you forget that I'm hired purely for my personality like I'm hired for my voice and my personality and that is why they want you on air so I was like if I start changing myself and restricting myself they're not going to want me anymore because they're going to be like what happened to her like why is she a PG version of what she was yeah um so I had to look at it that way but I was out of work for six weeks and it was awful and then I went do you know what I'm just going to really enjoy it so I binge watched Real Housewives I ate like popcorn and crisps and breakfast in bed and I just was a slob and I really really enjoyed the six weeks of being a slob I was like this is actually really good crack maybe I needed this break but now that I'm back into it again and as you said we're at the phases of another lockdown we don't really know where it's going and what's happening I have three weeks of work set up for Christmas and between now and Christmas I think I have two guaranteed days work that I know about now I'm lucky enough that I have savings and like my payments are actually okay so I can live off in between that I could go into a hole and be like 
oh my god what am I going to do I have no work what's going on or what I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is just thinking positive being okay going about my daily routine and then luckily I've been like oh can you work tomorrow oh can you do this oh can you do that so instead of stressing on the days off that I'm not getting any further around doing I'm just kind of going it'll be fine the work will come and the work is coming now for people in the hospitality industry and the entertainment industry and everything that's happening right now enjoy this time off and I keep trying to say this to people in the hospitality industry especially because when we come back we will be coming back tenfold and you will not get a second's break again so just don't try and like panic and stress over a situation that you cannot control just enjoy it for a minute and enjoy maybe the time at home with your kids or the time at home with your housemates or the time at home by yourself I think that people forget that that we never actually just sit with ourselves and go ah this is nice (laughs) (laughs) so but it is it's that uncertainty in the air that is just terrifying Um, if you let it be terrifying we're looking at something that the entire world is going through right now and you you have to pull the positives out of every situation and I'm not going to sound like a oh yeah be cool like it's totally fine it's not it's really shit but you have to just kind of look at it and go okay I'm never going to get this time back again so am I going to spend this time stressing about stuff that I can't control or am I just going to look after myself even if it means putting a hair mask in and just chilling like a villain then just do that yeah but I think that's so important it's it's giving yourself that permission to just let go just completely let go surrender and release to the universe and I know as woo woo as that sounds but it right now for people who are out of work it is all you can do I know there are financial worries there are relationship worries there are so many different worries but actually just letting go letting yourself have that time to do you and if you need to have two three days of a little mini breakdown is what I call them give yourself two three days to have a little mini breakdown and then get back up and do up the likes of like what 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 are your coping mechanisms that are going to help me like the likes of putting a routine in place or setting your setting aside like your few hours of whatever it is that you're going to binge watch on Netflix or having a takeaway a day but then having a good healthy breakfast you know having that balance there yeah. like I think it it is important to yes let yourself just completely let go and then it'll all come back around because the one thing I always feel is that everything that you've ever gone through in your life you've been okay at yeah. the end of it you've been okay you've come out the other side you have survived That's such it. a good way of looking at it and this is yeah. just another thing that we will have to survive. Um, yeah. What you're saying there about like financial worries, there's nothing worse in the world than money worries. Yeah. And as an Irish nation, for definite, I know that it's something that we don't talk about because we don't discuss money. We're money. fucking yeah. we're shit scared <laughs> about talking about cash. I'll even know, yeah. like, I'll be on the phone to, like, let's say clients that I'll be working with. And they'll be like, oh, what do you want to charge for that? And I'll be like, I just have to check with my accounts and uh, I'll email you because I can't physically say the price down the phone, even though I know I'm entitled to it. And I know they'll say, yeah, OK, that's no problem. Yeah. So instead, I'm like, I'll just email you over the number and you can come back and say, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, it's just that shit scary thing. But what I would really suggest doing right now is know what you're entitled to payments wise mm-hmm. and look into it. Don't suffer in silence. Speak to someone and say, because it's hard. It's a daunting world right now. You don't know where to go or what to do or what money you're entitled to or what you're not entitled to. So just 
book an appointment with your local social welfare officer, but speak to your friends and family around you because you've no idea how many other people are actually going through the exact same thing. So just don't leave yourself in the lurch, like look after yourself and then just budget your finances. But like, you know, like treat yourself to something as well. Like don't feel guilty about it. Just be like, no, I'm going to buy myself like that really stupid looking jumper that says fuck COVID on it because you know fuck COVID <laughs> exactly it's gonna make me feel better <laughs> yeah and that's that's what you need but a routine what you were saying there or as well mm. this is gonna sound so stupid but since we got poor um the little French bulldog he has honest to god been such a saving grace for me because I know now that I have to be up in the mornings because I have set up a dog club up at the park and I have to be up there to bring him up to the dog club so it's so handy. It just means that I arrive at the park. Uh, we let the dogs loose. The owners say, stay social distanced away from each other. Like we can just stand. We can be on our phones. We don't actually need to be engaging and talking. There's five dogs that just roll around on the grass and they're so happy with their lives. And then they just sleep for the day. But like I'm in a routine now where I get up in the morning, I do my gym workouts and I do them via Zoom. I had the option of going back to the gym. And I just didn't feel safe. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but like, it just, I went back once and I was so uncomfortable. I didn't enjoy my workouts. So I went, nope, okay, we're doing home workouts for the foreseeable, but I'm really enjoying them. So I get up, do my home workout with the dog, bringing the ball to me, throw the ball, he goes, gets it, brings it back. We've got a good routine going. He goes for a bit of a roll around, then he kind of naps, uh, put the harness on him, bring him up to the park. I get back, get showered, get into whatever I need to do for the day. I might go out for a walk myself. It's, it's really simple and mundane, but it's something that I really, really enjoy. And it's something that people definitely need to get into. Don't get into the habit of sleeping into 12, 1 o'clock just mm. because you can't. Because you're going to wake up and you're going to feel really shitty about, oh, I should have got up earlier, I should have gone, whatever. So just have a routine of, I like, you'd agree with this as well. It's just a set time of getting up yeah. that works for you. Yeah, exactly. Like during the first lockdown, um, I would normally, pre-lockdown, I'd get up at 5 a.m., um go to the gym for six that was always my morning routine I'd do my little journaling deep breathing meditations all that jazz and it was team when lockdown happened I was like okay I don't have to be up at 5 a.m to get to a gym uh, for the first few weeks I let myself sleep in until I was letting myself sleep in until seven but I was waking up earlier because oh, you uh, my, my body my body <laughs> clock is just so used to it. So I was waking at half six. Um, so for the first few weeks, I was doing that. Then I took a couple of weeks off from actually doing anything. And I got out of my routine and I saw the negative effects that that was having on me. Yeah. So I was out of it for about two to four weeks. So then I had to get back into routine again. So I started getting up at six, half six, doing my home workout, then going for my morning dip so I started sea swimming during lockdown and met up with a couple of friends and you know that was a huge part of my routine then and then looking at my work what it was that I could do and everything like that um but it was the routine part that saved me and I think that's kind of what has me a bit on edge again is that the routine that I've built up after coming out of lockdown is now going to be shaken up again so it's looking at that because the likes of the gym I'm back in at the gym, but we now have to wear masks while training. And I had a collapsed lung two years ago, so I find it really difficult to breathe and I'm getting chest pains while actually training with the mask. So I'm going to have to go back to doing home training now. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to have to set up a new routine again. But it's just getting used to, it's been adaptable. 
Yeah. Once you can be adaptable and once you can see that, okay, something is changing, but it doesn't have to be the end of the world. You can have a little meltdown about it for an hour and then you can get back up and right, here's my new routine, put it in place. Because if it wasn't when I was out of routine during lockdown, it it yeah, it, that it was a shit show for four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Straight up it was a shit show for four weeks. It was once I got back into it then. Oh my God. I love this so much. I'm so zen. <laughs> Sorry to anyone listening who's like, what have you even talked about? Um, but no, I've I've so enjoyed being on with you, Orla. Like I could talk to you all day. Um, and I, I highly, highly, highly recommend to anybody who is listening. I've been to Orla so many times. You've sorted out so many things for me between my periods, my constipation, my bloat, my skin, like just my overall humor in general but you've never been condescending about anything and what I find sometimes when you can you know when you go to the doctor I'm not even saying doctor but I'm just saying in general where you kind of hide oh yeah I only drink like one unit a week (laughs) so I've never smoked in my life I just find with you that there isn't that judgment it's kind of whatever you can do like I came to you to say I'm getting Botox in two weeks what do I need to do to prep my body for this and instead of you being like shouldn't be putting that shit in your skin you just instead come back to me and go okay well here's what you actually need to be taking you need to be taking Arnica you need to be taking X you need to be taking Y this is just something that will help your body digest everything and then I'm like well don't digest it too much because I want my face to be frozen so (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing like if if I start judging you for wanting to get Botox that's a projection of my own crap this is so one thing I always say is like when you see people judging other people, it's they're actually judging themselves. So I'm like, there's there's no point. All you have to do is hold space and be there for someone and accept people for who they are. And simple as that. Well, thank you for accepting me the way I am and <laughs> for being not only a great friend, but also just a great confidant as well. And I suppose for always being there at the drop of a hat when, whenever I need you. And I mean that on a, a professional level as well as a personal one. Like if there's ever something going on with me and I'm like, have you got an emergency appointment that I can just have with you right now? You're like, yeah, absolutely. No problem at all. And you sort out all your hippy dippy herbs that I respect to within an inch of their lives. But I still don't understand what anything does. I've watched every single one of your like videos, but I think I watch them more so to listen to your voice. Because <laughs> I've said this story so many times. I want you to do like one of the Matthew the McConaughey, cams. Yeah, the, the cams, sleep. like sleep apps, <laughs> Harry Styles, whatever. Just talk me to sleep. <laughs> Is there a Harry Styles one? Harry Styles one as well, yeah. Oh, I just listened to the Matthew McConaughey, even though I had this conversation with someone the last day that it's not, he, he doesn't really make me sleepy when I'm listening to him in bed at night. So I really need to stop listening to Matthew McConaughey yes, in bed I'm at just... night. <laughs> His voice is too sexy. It's just too sexy. <laughs> oh my God. I put on this um, app called Baby Sleep Aid White Noise. It's a Spotify white noise, but it's for babies going to sleep. Yeah. So I put on this one track from that and then I put the fan on at the end of the room and I have to have my eye mask and Brian calls it my cocoon because the way I set up the pillows all around me like you oh, can't yeah. get anywhere near me yeah. and he's looking at me being like from the far side of the room yeah like, okay good night <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like namaste bitches I am so ready for sleep <laughs> another thing you helped me with sleep I was such an insomniac and I was such a broken sleeper and now I sleep like a baby throughout the night um oh. all thanks to mag365 <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the base <laughs> exactly mag365 I, I love them I'd, I'd be lost without them um but laura thank you so much for coming on today and before we finish up because i know time wise now we're kind of pushing on here is there anything for right now for people that are 
going through this uncertain time because with uncertainty comes a massive kind of shift in the not just your emotional well-being but like your physical well-being your hormones everything goes out of whack it's that it's all those stress hormones cause a massive knock-on effect on our reproductive hormones on our sex hormones and it can cause even more anxiety and different things like that so is there anything that you would say to people like three things that they should kind of get down to a T that will help them through the next kind of few months things that you find would are beneficial for you for keeping your hormones in check keeping your your anxiety in check or your stress in check or the likes of keeping your triggers in check for the, the for the eating disorder and things like that recognize that you are a badass bitch and that everything is in your hands all of the power is there I am and I think just being unapologetically yourself yes is definitely the number one thing to always look out for. Stop worrying about what other people think of you or stuff that you can't control. Just focus on yourself. Um, the next thing I suppose would be definitely get yourself a routine. Even if it's like a simple routine of you getting up at a set time, showering, sitting down and eating your breakfast and consciously watching a TV show and then going for a walk. The fact that you know that's your routine in the morning will just give you so much power in yourself because you'll know exactly what you're doing and it won't be uncertain. Um, and don't, like, especially in the time as well, don't feel guilty for sitting down and watching TV and yeah. stuff that actually chills you out. Or if scrolling on your phone helps you, then scroll on your phone. Or if scrolling on the internet, watching the news helps you, then do that. But equally, if they don't, get rid of the news apps off your phone. I have done such a call on my Instagram so many times where I've just gotten rid of accounts that I'm just like, mm, every time I look at you, you're really annoying me or I'm feeling bad about myself or you're giving me such anxiety, just get rid of them. And if, you, if you're in a position that maybe it's your best friend and you can't unfollow them, mute them. Like I know for a fact <laughs> so that a lot of my friends, muted. yeah, and, and me too, but I know my friends have muted me from time to time because yeah. they're just like, sometimes Same. you're too much. <laughs> <laughs> and I get that. I'm totally fine with it. So yeah. Um, just be a badass bitch yourself and just unapologetically you get yourself into your routine and that will all help for if the triggers of an eating disorder are coming back into you again then just let it go and I mean maybe you might have one bad day and let it be a bad day I mean I'm even talking binging or restrictive eating yeah. if you if it seeps back into your one bad day don't punish yourself for it for the rest of the week or for the rest of the month and stay trying to chase it just ride it off and be okay and have a good cry yeah like and equally have a good laugh just I mean I, I know I've spoken about this so many times but feeling your emotions is definitely something that has helped me so much and it all ties into better and speak to people yeah like don't amazing. be afraid everybody around you like they only care about your well-being they actually couldn't give a shit about anything else and you'll be so amazed when you finally open up to friends and family even if it's just one person if you just go I'm actually having a really bad day finding it really difficult to cope with everything right now you know I don't really know what to do you will be so amazed at their comeback they'll they will really just care and be like okay listen are you all right what can I do for you and if yeah. you don't get a response that you like of someone, move on to the next person. Stay going. Talk to me on Instagram. <laughs> I'm here to be your hype gal. <laughs> I love that. And one thing I will add in is that, like, I know what's socially distancing and everything. We can't hug. But hugging is so important. So, like, have someone in your house. Get a cuddle buddy. 
a cuddle buddy is so important because we need physical touch for the for your oxytocin levels with the oxytocin is the love drug and it's and your dopamine levels so your happy hormone as well so whoever you're sharing the house with get a cuddle buddy so I'm just going to add that one in I love that so much <laughs> <laughs> Orla thank you so much for having me thank you so much for coming on I've loved this and hopefully the listeners will enjoy our ramblings <laughs> <laughs> bye bye <laughs>